Hello and welcome back to episode number 20 of the Retrovision Dragons Lair. I'm your host, Cameron Becker, and I'm joined once again by my good friend, Josh Kempton. Kemo, how are you going? Oh, Cameron, that was a seamless start, unlike our last start, where we sort of tailed on a little bit, and I pointed to the um, re- the copy from our friends at Retrovision, and you read, hello and welcome back to the Dragons Lair. <laughs> Only done this for 20 weeks in a row. You'd think I'd have a down pack by now. We're also joined by Lamo on the buttons. Lamo, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, mostly because of the fact that I'm not stuffing this up this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's so all that. my fault. Um, as as always, we're brought to you today by Retrovision. Retrovision offer the best brands and the latest technology. From small appliances and white goods, you'll find the very latest from the world's best brands for school, work, and play. Now, Camo, we had uh, we had a pretty good weekend, all things considered. Uh, we did. It was a bit of a mixed bag. So the headline was sort of the under-13s, unfortunately, going down in their grand final. Um, the first grade also lost, but thanks to a decent sort of qualifying position and a quirk in the rules, they managed to progress. And then... The fourth grade, seventeens and fifteens all did it the traditional way and just won and got through. It's uh, you know you always want a bit of momentum going forward, so you'd rather take the win. But going through regardless is uh, never a bad thing. Yeah, and it bears repeating. It's because of a good ladder position which they earned. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's get straight into it, Camo, with the uh, AR Advisors Week Twenty review. We'll start with the first grade. Well, Homer, I guess you're the winner by default. Default. Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. Default, default, default. <laughs> default, and that's it. We're not talking a single more thing. About it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the first grade did progress by default, as Homer Simpson so well uh, put it. Uh, yeah, went down to Perth by seven wickets at Burrinder, but other results went our way as so we managed to progress. So Aaron wins the toss and Alex to bat on a Burrinder wicket that. Yeah, and Dominic left a little bit of life in it. it. Looked pretty green, and there was getting through. I was going to say, well. I think, I mean, you know, we've made some good scores. We've talked about how nice it is out there, but it clearly wasn't particularly simple to bat on on the Saturday, at least. It wasn't, and the outfield was also like pretty lush underneath, which didn't particularly help the cause of trying to score quickly. But Cameron Bancroft and Isaac Molentis do put on eighty-four, and it was a bit of grind because, like, obviously Josh Nicholas and Liam Guthrie bowling for Perth, so they're bowling really tight, and it was pretty tough going. I think we've spoken about it before as well, though that. Yeah, guys like Bang just know how to bat time and get in, and I think it showed again. You know, for them to put on eighty four, it's two of the blokes that are probably better at that at our club than others. And yeah, there's there's still runs there to be made if you get make your time take time. So. Yeah, that's um that's Bang Bang's bread and butter. You could probably say, not say the same thing thing for some blokes coming down um, from state cricket, but he how many times has he just come down and just checked the ego and just batted to conditions and just got us into a really good position? Yeah, he did. Unfortunately, he's at LBW for 54 or 57, I should say. That was a very good innings. And then, yeah, it was a bit strange. Unfortunately, we lose Aaron just after, just chip on a square leg for four. So that was a little bit of trouble there. Yeah, I haven't seen the um, frog box of that one, actually, but it was sort of you know, doing well and then lost a couple in a row that was like, oh, geez, you know, don't want to... You, don't, you never want your state players walking back and you definitely want, don't want them going back within you know, two overs of each other, three overs. Yeah, and speaking of our state players, um, Darcy comes out at number four, does up the ante a little bit, uh, scores 23 off 20, including some beautiful shots, but he was unfortunately at LBW. And then Isaac, who batted really well for 46, was pretty tough, um, leaves us, he nicks off for 46 and leaves us at four for 153. And you wouldn't say it's a bad position. It's probably more just the blokes that were in the shed that you're probably thinking, geez, it could have been four for 200 plus. But also on a tough batting deck, I think that took the best part of 60, 65 overs to get there. Yeah, so 233 was the final score put on the board. So thanks to contributions from Shane Warnes who made 30, Callum Bond made 17 and John Sanders made 28. So it just starts with those blokes not really pressing on, but there was not heaps of time left in the game. So there was a pretty good effort to get us in a decent position. Yeah, I think if we... 
you, you'd take 230 batting first, obviously, but you'd also probably go as probably 20 short of where we wanted to be. And it's runs on the board is always nice in a final, but yeah, could have done better. Yeah, we played a lot of games at Barinder, and, and you would normally take 230 um, on a Barinder wicket, especially when one that was playing a few tricks uh, on the first day. But you look at the quality of um, Sam Fanning and, and Wellesley, and, and the wicket we'll probably get to on the second day, but it did sort of get better for batting on the Sunday. So a little bit disappointing, although we did do... Things, uh, quite a few things right to not get that big 270 score, which would have made it really tough for him. Um, but yeah. Uh, started well on Sunday. Um, Matty Hanna broke through, got an early wicket, apparently, um, well, given out caught behind, apparently straight off the thigh pad, which <laughs> it didn't look like it live. Like, it went really quick. Like, normally they go a bit slow off the thigh yeah. pad. But yeah, that was a reasonable start for your Wilton Dragons. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I saw the the opening bowlers do all right, and then I saw someone come trundling in from the far end bowling some seam uppers, and I was like, who's that left arm? <laughs> Darcy Short bowling yeah, seam Darcy up. Yeah, Darcy bowling seam up. I did sort of bar up to Swanee at um, lunch and said, is this one of your theories, like how this come about? Yeah. Swanee said, um, in a team with Kane Richardson, a Northern Territory team, Darcy was actually the opening bowler, and Kane bowled first charge. <laughs> he was hooping around corners, to be fair. Like, I was watching on the frog box, and he genuinely, like, looked real good with and it. And dropped a catch from Sam Fanning off his own bowling. Difficult one, right up Would've high above tough, his head. Yeah. yeah, but... So, yeah, Darcy did not bowl the worst little Sam-up spell there. So, Sam Fanning and John O'Wells are the crease for Perth, two pretty good players, and they look like they're doing it pretty well. But Wahiguru Dillon came on, and as he so often does, broke a partnership, gets Fanning caught in bowls to give us a bit of life. Well, I had to laugh because I was talking to Grigson Saturday night and he talked about his court and bowl. No. And then Guru, obviously, yeah, he does. And he's Guru's done that a lot better than he has. <laughs> and he sort of was like, oh, yeah, Guru's now is pretty similar. I was like, mate, it came 50 kilometres an hour quicker <laughs> than yours did. Yeah, Guru got off his own bowling took a um, blinder at Melville last year. So, yeah, that's a good part of his um, day. Not a good part of our day was uh, John O'Wells putting on an absolute clinic and we could only manage one more. We get throughout the day from Zach Ferris, and yeah, um, Wells finishes 108 not out, and Perth win by seven wickets. It's pretty good innings, that, in a final to chase down 230. As I said, runs on the boards, not always easy. Um, but then to, you know, for one of their big players to stand up and make that 100, you go, that's a, that's a pretty impressive effort. Uh, the game did lose a bit of juice sort of around just before tea on day two, where... Um, we found out that South Perth had got the chocolates over Melbourne and Subi Flora getting them over Midland Guildford meant that uh, no matter the result there, um, whether us or Perth would be the highest ranked loser, so we'd qualify irrespective. So I think Perth were about 2 for 170 when that happened and yeah. that did sort of take a little bit of juice. Yeah, so did the yeah. intensity of the game drop quite from, uh, from watching on I Frog left at tea. Actually, there was, when it got to tea on, um, on my cricket, it popped up as no result. And I was like, have they just called it at tea, like, regardless? <laughs> and I was like, surely not. And then obviously came back out to see off the game at the end. Uh, so the bowling card, Matt Hanna picked up one for 40 from 17 overs. Uh, good to have him back after missing last week. Uh, Zach Ferris, one for 47 from 14 overs. And Guru, one for 53 from 17 overs. And But yeah, the highlight for that card for me, Darcy, none for 31 from 12 overs, bowling seam up and league spin. I really wanted a couple of wickets each, at least. <laughs> like, that would have been one for the my cricket highlight reel. You know, you see Labashane running in, bowling seam up, and if Darcy had nicked a couple of blokes off, that would have been nice. Uh, so it's not the ideal way to, to progress, but it's a way to progress. So um, Subiaco Florit at Florit Park this Saturday is the assignment for our first grade to Jeez. make the grand final. Um, rivalry game this year. Been a couple of good ones against yeah. them, and uh, we, we don't mind Florit Park in the past, but hopefully we can... Uh, Put on a good showing there. Should be a good game. It is all to play for. Um, no uh, scratch match fixture for the seconds of third grade, as was <laughs> proposed. So flat about that. So we'll jump straight into the fourth grade. Who, gee, they know how to turn it on for the finals, these boys. They 
destroyed Bayswater Morley, I would say, Raining by seven weeks at Hillcrest Reserve. Yeah. Reigning premiers Bayswater Morley. And uh, we spoke about it beforehand, but a couple of, couple of big fellas stood up, stood up and uh, did, did what was necessary. Uh, so Bayswater Morley win the toss and bat, and Aaron McCall and Arno Pimple get early wickets to get us off to a decent start at two for 30. Um, yeah, I suppose, I think, They've said it before out there, it was a bit poppy as well. And I think someone like Taz would be real tough to face. I mean, like, obviously. He's tough to face anyway. Yeah, as soon as it's doing a bit up and down, like he's coming from so high when he's letting the ball go. And Pimp just uh, swinging around corners, I'm sure. It would not have been a fun way to start. Uh, the Beijing Bears do get to two for 76, so a decent little recovery there. But that was soon nine for 125. So Jared Bridge picked up three wickets. Uh, Greg somehow got the ball again and somehow picked up another wicket to go with the wickets for uh, Taz Narnav. Bridgie's been killing it the last, uh, last month, six mm. weeks. Just keeps taking wickets. And I think in a team like that, to have someone to be able to come on and take two or three every week through the middle is so, such a key asset. Um, so towards the end, we just spoke about the middle. Um, they did put on 46 for the last wicket, which was a little bit interesting. But bowling out for 171 after 73.1 overs was still a pretty good effort. I think it was their captain that came in at number 11. And he's he's whacked 30-odd off like 25 balls or something. And we were checking it. He's done it like three or four times this year, <laughs> batting at number 10 and 11. And so like, I respect the fact you hide yourself down there and then just go whack when you come out. That's the job. So I'm um, speaking of guys who don't have that lower level. Um, Aaron McCorby got three for 28 from 17.1 overs. Uh, Bridgie, three for 33 from 17 overs and uh, RNF 2 for 35 from 14 overs so they were all very good and uh, Ragav Raj with a incredible run out from all reports yeah seems to do a lot in the field in Ragav yeah and almost took a screamer at mid off as well <laughs> like literally full length dive but the run out was like run to his right picked it up full pace thrown back across body to the keeper and like Shams has had to not move to take the stumps and it was like that's that's very good fielding for a piece for a fourth grade fielding effort, <laughs> like without being rude. What are you implying that fourth grade fielding efforts are sometimes subpar? Uh, I've seen some <laughs> uh, below average ones in my life. Um, so Ragav, along with Chris Elliott, did get through four tough overs before the end of play on Saturday, but unfortunately on Sunday morning we lose Ragav pretty early. They bowled really well at the start, like they were coming in, and uh, yeah, their captain like sort of just comes in and hits the same spot every ball and. They had a bloke doing it pretty well from the other end as well. So I was up there to watch on the Sunday, actually, from the start, and um, didn't look like easy batting. It didn't, because um, Matthew Gleeson comes to the crease, and I think at one stage he was 3 or 59 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the grey wall of Gleeson, <laughs> we'll call it. Yeah, we were, there was a bit of um, banter on the on the Snapchat group of obviously uh, how solidly he was batting. And it was, you're probably going to talk into what happened next. but It was honestly like the perfect finals like thing, because they were up and about. They'd got the early wicket. It was tough to bat. But, you know, we're only chasing 170, so just got a bat time. And he's just blunted the attack for the entire first session. Come out after lunch, I'll, uh, spinner's bond. He's launched a massive I was going to say, like, I said he was 3 off 59. Didn't he get off that by, like, hitting a horn yeah, over cover? Literally, like, yeah, like, hadn't yeah. scored for 20 overs off his own bow, 10 overs off his own bow. And it wasn't just, like, a horn, just, like, got a bad ball and just um, hit one for six over cow. Skipped it was a good wicket. ball, skipped down the wicket, and just lofted it over cover, and that went that went a yeah. while. And, and, on, and on Gleason, he did the same th- thing for us last year um, in the elimination well. final at that ground, and he practically won the game um, with Josh Buther for us. Chris Elliott and Gleason put on 107 for the second wicket. So, um, yeah, lose Chris first 69 with the win within sight, but then a few of the middle order boys so like to throw the bat around uh, just did just that. So, 24 off 20 for Aaron Harry Grigson and Keegan Dakota, 10 not out from four deliveries. Finished too. it with a six. <laughs> they came back out after lunch and it was like they, you know, we were going at one or two and over for the first session and just the pressure, like, got to the other team at some stage in the second session and they just started hitting boundaries, like once and over, and it just 
like it raced away from them so quickly. It was amazing to watch sort of Cleese and Spaff just take it away from them like that without giving a chance. Uh, so fourth grade are going to be back on the road again this week. Uh, they've got Wanneroo up in Kingsways for a place in the grand final. It's huge. Fell just short last year. I was going to say, yeah, it's good to see him back there again. Um, I think everyone wants him to go one better, obviously, at least. But uh, I think there's a few boys with a point to prove this Redemption's weekend. a powerful thing. Since 1910, Everlast has equipped the world's leading athletes with quality apparel and sporting gear. And now, Australia can share in the next evolution of Everlast's high-performance sporting products. Introducing Everlast's new range of isotonic sports drinks, scientifically formulated to take your performance to the next level. Thanks to Everlast Isotonic Sports Drinks for their ongoing support of the Willerton Dragons. That's an ad that you boy, that uh, you guys haven't heard for a yeah, while. Yeah, we haven't heard that one for yeah, a while. Yeah, I've been sort of holding off because I've been embarrassed by it. But yeah, no, it was sort of shock humour value to start with, but sort of held it back. But I thought, nah, give it another one. Yeah, round. I remember the first time we heard it in the hen house. And <laughs> but yeah, it was yeah. a combination of laughing with an at, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's seen that the ads have been pretty good this year. That one that one needs a more of a run than finals, right? Might have a future as a voiceover artist. Yeah. Ooh. Um, all righty, Kemo, we'll go through into a rare weekend where we actually had more junior fixtures than seniors this week. Yeah, so um, the junior boys flying the flag for the club at the moment. So we'll start with the 17s who got their finals campaign up to an unbelievable start, beating Wanneroo by eight wickets up there at Kingsway. It's, uh, I think that was the site of a pretty exciting game earlier on in the year, and uh, I think they won that as well. So to go for two from two up on the road up in uh, Wanneroo is not a bad season. Uh, so Wanneroo win the toss and bat, but a strong Dragons bowling effort restricts them to nine for 166 from their 40 overs. So... Um, runs on the board in a final are important, but that's not unchaseable. Was it 40 overs or 50 overs? Might have been 50. I think it was a 50 over game. In 17s. Um, yeah, would have yeah, been 50-50. Yeah. Um, Apologies there. But yeah, first time all year that they play a 50 over game where they play 100 overs on the same day. So it feels like a long day yeah. for them. <laughs> so it's just a standard one day, fellas. Oh, poor boys, they'll survive. Um, Kaita Souza, they stand up all there taking four for 38. Our man, our man. How good. Great <laughs> to see him back taking wickets. Standing up when it matters as well, yeah. you know, pl- putting on the big performance. Yeah. Uh, the other big takers, Braden Lee, 2 for 19 from 10 overs, also a very good effort. Lawson Baker, 1 for 25 from 7 overs. Ajit Pal Singh, 1 for 25 from 8 overs. And I've got a bone to pick here. <laughs> Brady Palethorpe, 1 for 36 from 9 overs. I've been calling him Palethorpe all year, <laughs> and neither of you thought it was appropriate to tell me. I, I just... I just backed you in, Camo. I thought you were just... Yeah, I backed myself in. Apparently, Lemo's known all year. So, I knew the whole time. I, so just, kept, I just kept forgetting to... Because, obviously, I can't uh, mention it during the pod. You can. Um, what could, but... People yeah, regularly we're, mention we're my pronunciation We never hose each other at any point <laughs> on the pod. Um, but, yeah, he's been spelling it wrong in the in the reports. <laughs> and just... like I think he just put an E on it once and just kept going. Like, but he looks at my cricket every week and doesn't seem to notice, so... Maybe I skim. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> well... Come on, man. Uh, you volunteer and you do all this and no one gives you any thanks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the cricket. Like? Uh, good start for the 17s. Uh, Ethan Smith and Brayden Lee. Uh, Brayden picked up a few weeks and was good with the bat. And Ethan is obviously having an outstanding season and carried that on. Those two put on 79 for the opening wicket. Yeah, I think they've. Um, well, Brayden Lee's had a few good runs in the last uh, month or so as well. So there's a few fellas coming into form at the right time of the year. And, yeah, again, standing up in a final, making runs is always impressive. Uh, so we lose Ethan for 43 and Blake third for um, a blob in the same over, which might have caused a few nerves. But Brady Palethorpe, I must emphasise, and yeah. Kyle Royce did it well. So 46 not out for um, Brady off 52 deliveries and 14 not out off 15 deliveries for Kyle. So nine overs in hand, good, comfortable, solid win there for the 17s. Good start to their finals campaign. 
Yeah, well, we've spoken about Brady a few times coming into that middle order, and um, I think he's just done it again where he's, he's peeled off a few of those 30, 40, 50 scores that nearly run a ball and you know, just cool ice the game there in that middle order without giving it too many worries. Uh, so the under-17's next task is Fremantle up there at Stevens Reserve. So this Oof. was, of course, the um, super over finish we had here at Barrandar not bit too of, long ago. Bit of a grudge match. For yeah, there's always a good rivalry between us and them in the sort of low grades, so I'd like to say it. They're coming off a loss as well, yeah. the, so top spot down for a loss and could be could be a good one, that, I reckon. Real late Matthews stuff, like if it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing <laughs> Anywhere, for this anytime. <laughs> so uh, we'll jump across to the 15s, who also started well. Uh, they beat Centurions by 27 runs up there at Bellaries to get their finals campaign off to a good start. So the boys bat first to make nine for 171 from their 50 overs, so the two openers, probably the main contributors there. Uh, Rajat Desh, Mook made 66, and Lewis Giles made 33. Uh, they put on 73 together at the start. Yeah, well, um, you know, you put your bat first and you'd get a 73-run opening stand. That's pretty much as good as you could ask for, especially in a junior finals game. You know, runs on the board is key. Uh, so consistent wickets throughout that innings limit Centurions to 144. So, yeah, all that with that to spare, pretty comfortable win in the end. So um, we haven't had a 15s team in the finals for a while, I think. From No, they played last year. Did they? Yeah, because remember they were, they were like probably 10th half of the season and they just kept winning and winning and winning and they were our favourite team how do you not remember this uh, and oh then uh, they, they lost uh, I think it was at Wanneroo um, last year oh in, there the, you go. in the first elimination final so they were our favourite team last year mate Kai D'Souza taking wickets for fun come on that is very true uh, well it's good to see them get a win on the weekend it was so with the ball um, Jevin Buckland the star 4 for 16 from his 7 overs uh, Rajat to back up his effort with the bat also picked up 2 for 19 from 5 overs and Vidya Polbola that's another one you, you got wrong for a good while you were calling him desk mush for like half the season is this just the hose me podcast <laughs> <laughs> doing my best <laughs> Vidya Polbola got 2 for 25 from 10 overs there so good support through the middle for Jevin up the top and at the end. Yeah, it's um, a few names there that probably haven't been popping up with the ball for most of the season, I think. So to you know, see those guys come in in the finals and really take it on upon themselves with um, you know, some of the other names that we haven't have seen throughout the season maybe not uh, being there as much this week. Well, I've had those five Dragons, or there's four this week, and they're all on the road. So the 15s are on the road as well again this week. Um, Perth at Fletcher Park. Their opponents were replacing the grand final. At least it's not north of the river. I think yeah. that every single team was north of the river this week. And, <laughs> and they all came back with, well, wins. Or with uh, actually all the ones oh, from they, north of the river yeah, took wins home, yeah. Um, so to the 13s, yeah, big day for these boys. Um, grand final in their first year at the club, but unfortunately just couldn't quite get over the line in the big dance. Uh, Claremont Edlands won by... Five runs and a thriller up there at Brackle. Um, our Liam Hinder was the man on the ground. So, um, Yeah, I was there from about the 10th over of our chase. And, and although the boys didn't get the chocolates in the end, it was, it was such an impressive uh, performance from the boys. Obviously, Bex, we talked about in the past that we would struggle chasing down 110 if we're lucky. And, oh, yeah, no playing, chance. Playing under 13s. But, yeah, the, the way the boys went about this chase um, and Matt White, the coach on the sideline, just I could just see the, the passion in him just obviously because he would be used to during the season being out there um, at square leg and I was just standing on the boundary the whole day sort of supporting the boys. And, yeah, it was just such a... I don't know, inspiring thing to see. Just the boys just doing so well. Um, yeah, through the middle overs, I don't, I don't know if you've, I've forgotten now. Have you, have you gone through the, the scores? Um, We've not. Like, Did you say the um, gentleman's name was Matt White? Uh, Matt White, yeah. Uh, so 2014 AFL goal of the year kicker? Yes, yes. that's the, the same, same guy. Yep. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, Claremont Netherlands back first in the final. Um, no more obscure footballers for me. Uh, six for 158, they made it from the 40 overs. That's a pretty good score. Uh, the wicket takers for your Willerton Dragons, uh, Devin Aria picked up. One for 14 from four overs. Luger Bowden, the star of that side, you would say, got one for 19 from eight. Uh, Mirage Mathuri picked up one for 33 from eight overs. And Puru Aaron got one for 41 from seven overs. 
yeah, look, you'd be hoping to keep them to a bit less, I'd say, but knowing that what they've scored throughout the year, there definitely would have been you know, a strong chance or a strong belief in the team going into that chase. Uh, we did talk about with Claremont inning summer, mate, 60-odd batting at number three or something. We probably just missed a score like that. So our top scorer was Luca Bowden with 26. Uh, Joel Vlasic made 22 not out. He was there at the end and Aiden Lynch made 21. But just it fell a little bit short on the basis of missing that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. He needed someone to go big bat the whole time and then let everyone else bat around him. But, you know, to get it that close is a pretty good effort. And what impressed me as well, I think we were... I think we're only on 40 after 20 overs, but there was just no panic in the in the Willerton camp. Um, they had a decent um, base set. I think there were maybe one or two down. And, um, yeah, they were just still confident they'd get it, get it done. And they, were, they needed to go at sixes. And, mate, like, we struggled to go at sixes in senior cricket. And, and the way <laughs> they just went about, they were always just behind. Obviously, just going down by five runs in the end. But, um, yeah, Luca Bowden looked fantastic. Obviously, only made 20. Would have liked to replicate what he did um, last week. Um, and Not to put too much pressure yeah, on the no, young don't, Luca, like, you don't have to make 80. You yeah. take five every week. Like, just doing your best yeah. is fine. So he was really impressive. The captain, um, Caleb Florison, like, rotated the strike really well and just looked like a really smart cricketer. Um, and then towards the end, we just... We just lost wickets and then we just stayed like just stayed in the game. Whoever came in number seven, number eight, they just managed to just just score straight away and just keep us um, in the game. Um, Joel Vlasic, as you said, uh, Kemo was there at the end, and yeah, you just never you just never re- wrote us off. It was a bit um, of a last wicket partnership as well. I think fifteen odd runs, which you know you. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Junior cricket's changed. Yep. You, know, you couldn't do it 10 years ago. You just wouldn't be expected to. But now <laughs> these boys go out there with no fear and just be like, yeah, I can do whatever we yeah. need to. It's unfortunate Yeah, needed six off the last. And I was yeah, so six off the last to tie. No, no, I needed 12, 12 off the last. No, the six last off ball. the last ball. Sorry, off the last ball. Yeah, we needed six. And, and obviously you'd seen all day sort of obviously kids being 12 years old sort of hit the ball <laughs> out of the middle, loft it and barely get it to the sweeper. So there wasn't – well, we, we needed a no ball. But, um, yeah, it was just really – I did hold out hope, though. That I was like, God, just Yeah, I was watching just on the front box. But if that happened, that'd be the best moment in, in Willerton history. But yeah, it, w- it was flattening to not get the chocolates. But yeah, the boys were still in great spirits because they know how well they played. And mate, I'm so excited to see these boys come through. Uh, they played very well and making the grand final in their first year as players of the club. Still an excellent effort. Absolutely. RV Solutions is proud to be a sponsor of the Willerton Dragons for another year. RV Solutions are the exclusive WA distributor of Wonderland RV and Pro RV Caravans and are Australia's leading food van builder. Conveniently located in Rockingham, they are a family-owned business that understands the individual needs of every caravan traveller, shown by over 100 five-star Google reviews. Need a caravan service? Mention WDCC when you book in and get a free external van wash. RV Solutions, caravan sales, spares and repairs. Thanks to RV Solutions for their ongoing support of the Willerton Dragons. Alrighty, Camo, we'll jump straight across into a bit of a preview for the finals fixtures we got this weekend. Yeah, so we'll just have a quick little look at these games. Obviously, pretty big games. We'll start with the first grade, who have Subi Florida at Florida Park. So that should present as an interesting one. We us. touched on it earlier. You know, obviously, there's a bit of a we want revenge after yeah. the T20 final um, out there earlier on in the year. But I think, you know, with two day cricket, it's a very different beast to what happened out there. Uh, there was the T20 final out there against Scarborough, which didn't go our way. What I'm thinking of is the one-day fixture against Superfloret out there where John Sanders played one of the best innings you could hope to see. That is very fixture. true. I actually forgot that that game wasn't against Superfloret in the T20s. Yeah. Um, it, was at, it was at Florida Park. Were you, were you at that one-day, uh, Camo? Yeah. yeah. Is it, am I right to be saying we sort of just got outclassed by, by them who played just uh, really good cricket? 
they sort of just got away from him. They sort of we missed a few opportunities with the ball early, and then with the bat. I think chasing about two thirty, we were four for not many. Yeah, so. we were behind yeah. the eight ball. Yeah, and John obviously dragged us kicking and streaming nearly yeah, to win. Yeah, um, so that probably says we're not really far away. But Subia obviously a pretty good side, finishing second. Um, Hamish McKenzie at the top wicket taker yeah. in the competition. Um, they have a left arm spinner who bowls with him and gives away absolutely nothing. His name escapes me. I think it's yeah. Hansbury. He's yeah, definitely a spinner. Um, whoever sort. it is, they'll um, be a tough... Yeah, looking at their sort of... It might be a spin-to-win game. And Hamish McKenzie was the man of the match in the one-day final um, against Mount Lawley and took seven for last week. So, wow. Yeah, so obviously we face quite a bit of good spin, spin in the net, so hopefully we're ready to go. And, yeah, I think that'll be the key. If we can get on top of him or just nullify him as much as possible. Uh, we're, we're missing Lincoln Joy here because when we face a left-arm leg spinner, he's normally sort of cold. In <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. very true. Swanee normally throws out the who can get down and bowl yeah. from left uh, Well done to Lincoln, the by the way with the Albany Districts Cricket Association yes. he won the WA Invitational Cup whatever it's called he's having some fun down there I think since uh, since he's been playing cricket he is going well so fourth grade against Wanneroo at Kingsway interesting class year yeah well they actually went down to Wanneroo early on in the year um, in in I think in the first half just before Christmas but it was a very different team it was a few 15s yeah playing, it was I a dark think. period of the drags yeah that was all hands on deck there for a while and you know Cam O'Neill <laughs> got the call up I think in the I was available day. it was never asked um, no it was not available um, yeah the under 17s against Fremantle Steelers like we said earlier um, the super over finish and mm. there's a little bit of tension running between us and the poor boys especially yeah. the junior grows I think yeah. Josh Nathan no, uh, when he came on no yeah. crossover podcast this year sort of things are just bubbling under the yeah, surface yeah well you locked it behind the paywall mate so <laughs> <laughs> it's inaccessible um, yeah no and that that Fremantle team is pretty good in the under 17s. They're um, they've been on top for most of the year, I think, and they've even got a couple of their 17s who are playing second grade, who are peeling off runs in their twos rather than playing 17s <laughs> at the moment. So we should be thankful that their twos went through as well, uh, so we don't have to have them down. Um, I'm sure we go fine either way. So the 15s against Perth at Fletcher. So yeah, um, hopefully there's not two games at Fletcher, so we don't cross over again. But yeah, well. Um, the the fifteens have had a real good season. Um, the, you know, a lot of young kids stepping up in that team. Guys like you know, we spoke about Josh Nathan before, but coming up into the fifteens and playing a big role, and hopefully they can keep that momentum going. And yeah, you know, only one away from the big dance at this point. We have some awards to give away as we do every week. We'll start with the Millman's Junior Player of the Week, and I think it's hard to go past Rajat Deshmukh this week, and he's won this award before, but. Uh, 66 and two wickets in the 15s uh, clash. Pretty good effort. Yeah, well, despite there being um, you know two two fairly solid wins, there probably wasn't that massive, massive performance from anyone. It was a real good team effort, I think, across both. So, um, you know, Rajat making 60-odd and then taking two for a pretty good pretty good all-round effort from an under-15s. Uh, slightly slimmer pickings for the CY O'Connor Village Pub Senior Player of the Week with the second grade and third grade seasons over. Um Chris Elliott, probably hard to go past here for 69 in the fourth grade. Yeah, and um, played like vintage Spaff. Uh, he didn't look troubled at any point. And, you know, there was a couple of times where there was this bloke coming on and he tried to bowl a couple of short balls to him. And it's like, yeah, you don't like to talk it up, but don't bowl short to the bloke that's made 8,000 A-grade runs. Like, he, he's just going to be <laughs> able to hit you for four. Um, and he just, yeah, looked imperious while he was out there. I uh, see in our run share, we still have a space for the Bremer Bay Resort Becky Kempton Medal. Yeah, of I course, that medal has been awarded. I talked about, obviously, you guys have had your Becky Kempton uh, Medal. I'm going to do a little finals, 3-2-1. So, this is including um, all grades. Um, so, four, so we'll get 
obviously it might depend on who goes through or whatever, but I think that's part of it. If you play well enough to get your team into a big dance or to the to the semi-final, you're going to get more votes. So, so it's like a player of the final. Player of the final series. Uh, this award is not as prestigious as the no. Bay Resort. Yeah, can we just ever make sure everyone knows It'd be that. impossible to live up to those lofty standards. Um, so I'm going three votes for Chris Elliott this week, obviously batting the batting the force of victory um, in that game against ba- Bayswater Morley. I'm going two votes to uh, Rajat Deshmukh. Actually, no, I'm not going two votes for Rajat Deshmukh. <laughs> I'm going two votes for uh, Kaida Souza in the in the <laughs> 17s for bowling the uh, the late bowling the boys to victory. Um, and one vote goes to Rajat Deshmukh um, for yeah batting the boys well. In the this 15s. is why two vote givers are important because you have stiffed Rajat big time. Yeah. He should be hitting the mix mm. for three. Of also, sti- also stiff Matty Gleeson. So yeah. There's the unfortunate boys everywhere, but yep. Rajat, you deserve the three. I'll, yeah. I'll give you my three. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Camo, let's head across into our predictions. Uh, we were uh, all tied up leading into it, and um, we didn't have a great week, unfortunately. Yeah, we're tied at three all uh, 20 weeks into the podcast, which yeah. says a bit about our crystal ball skills. We're going to two again this week. Look, I'm not going to say you guys didn't have a bad... I'm not going to say you had a bad week. Like, you guys were quite close. I still... I mean, and I want to uh, say... I said four from four, and all four teams went through to the next week. So we t- we've talked about this in the past, that we just hate just giving out points. And, and as the adjudicator, the impartial person this year, um, I'm not <laughs> giving it. So the what he actually said was four from four finals wins, and he comes in now thinking, I oh, all never, four teams got through. So I actually I reviewed the footage. never said wins. I said no, four not, from four. Well, you wrote it down on the sheet as wins, so... Bugger. I said the um, under-13s to win their grand final. I was six away, so you might as well just give it to me, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in enough, all seriousness, yeah. um, we still remain locked in at three for three. Uh, what have you gone this week, Camo? Um, so, unfortunately, it looks like at this stage we are going to lose um, Aaron and Darcy and potentially Cameron uh, to state duties. So, obviously, this is sort of premeditated on our side of the batting first or chasing a big score, but I'm predicting our ones batters to really sort of stand up. So, yeah. I reckon we're going to make 250 and someone will score 100 runs. I really I like, like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um, well, considering you've gone for the ones, as you always do, Camo, um, I'll, I'll have oh, a crack guys. at the fours. Um, and I think it's Aaron McCall's weekend this weekend. I know that may not be completely outrageous, but... Your line for a prediction here for wickets is Six high. plus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Six plus. His weekend, he's going to... He's He was fuming last <laughs> reports, year. Um, reports he couldn't move on Sunday. Yeah. Keep flex Bex, just to help you out in the future, when he inevitably gets five wickets, just make it five. I, I'm happy five is... It's nah. hard enough, I reckon. Nah. He took eight, what it's did he take in the final last week? Eight. Eight yeah. It's so. his weekend. He's okay, taken six plus. Just get ready for this big clip in the next episode. <laughs> he was fuming last year when we went down. He's got a point to prove. He doesn't want to yeah. miss out on another grand final. He's yeah. going to make it his point. It's time for a segment that we actually have some decent optionality for <laughs> this week. It's Bex's best. Who's better than all the rest? Who's better than anyone? This week at the drive. Gets better and better every week. <laughs> very, very good stuff. So some strong contenders for Vex's best this week, Cameron. There um, was so much to choose from. So oh. I'll jump in front of your segment and I'll say the first great coach, Joseph Swan, was strongly one at Darcy bowling seam up to be considered. Now, it was definitely considered um, and I love to see it. You know, that as, as a man that bowls both every now and again, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's nice to see someone just go, nah, 
I'm bowling this. I know you, Cameron. You would have been sitting there at work all day just stewing over this stuff. You, you don't take the decisions lightly, so you must have uh, must have been something really good to take Apart the from that week where he came with nothing. You know? <laughs> uh, that one week or that like six-week period. Yeah, well, what I've tried to do, you know, I don't like influence. I like to, It's Bex's best, so I like to choose yep, it. Yep, fair enough. Um, but I think if Darcy would take a few wickets, he'd be, he'd be right up there. Um, this other one I wanted to go for was uh, just all four teams getting through. You know, if I was being, if we were a slim week, that would have been best. Yeah, perfect. You know? But what I've gone for, and um, oh, sorry, uh, what I've gone for is we got some footage through on the frog box. Now it was pretty much roughly the time of the game that you said they all realised <laughs> that the other game was losing. But in the first grade on the weekend, Callan Bond, uh, Zach Ferris was bowling ball just. Drop down in the offside. Bondy's sitting there at uh, short cover. Just rolled towards him and he's gone, I'm going to flick it up, see what I can do. He's proceeded to keep it up 14 times, including several knees and a little scorpion over the back oh, of their it head. It looked like it was dying. I was actually lucky enough to witness this live. It looked like it was dying before Callum put out a little scorpion flick yeah. over the back to keep it alive. And then bang, knee, knee, 14 keepy-uppies. I couldn't do that with a bloody balloon. Well, get this video up on socials and send it to my crew or something. It's amazing. Like, yeah. What I love a lot about it is like, the ball just plugs to him. Yeah. There's no pace on it. He manages to get it up and just do it. And, you know, things. days like that, they're two for 170. You know you're going through. You're going to be pretty flat. Get something to get the boys up and about. And that that, that was – that's the, that's two weeks in a row we've had content that I want to be content and Bex is best. And Just be better, guys. You're not giving camera most of work. Yeah, exactly. This is what we want to say. Any danger. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully we get another ripping weekend of content this weekend and I can come up with something good. Retrovision is one of the leading electrical and appliance retailers in Australia. Boasting 17 WA stores together with their easy to use online store, Retrovision has made electrical and appliance shopping easy and affordable for everyone. Offering the best brands and the latest technology, you'll discover all the electrical stuff you love. From small appliances and white goods for your kitchen and laundry, to top brand TV and audio. You'll even find the very latest in IT from the world's best brands for school, work and play. Thanks to Retrovision for their ongoing support of the Willerton Dragons. Alrighty, Kemo, we'll uh, jump across into our last little section of the day. And um, Liam, we've got a bit of a sneak peek of the subcontent for this week. Yeah, so once again, we thank our um, valued subscribers who put aside the price of a coffee a month to help us out and help the future of the podcast. Um, if you wanted to jump on board, um, go to uh, our anchor page. Um, I forget what the actual URL is, but you can probably work it out. <laughs> it's, or, in, um, it's in the description. Yeah, on Spotify. It's in the bio. A, yeah, on Spotify. It's not in the episode uh, descriptions. Subscribe go, to our only drags. Go to the main page and uh, click on the subscribe thing. So we'd really, really appreciate anyone helping us out there. Uh, but this week, uh, we have a chat about a little gripe that we had. And it was well discussed uh, on the weekend um, about the, fi- uh, the finals sort of placing and, and who gets like, yeah, you, uh, yeah. What? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just not ideal. I've got that bile and negative energy out of my system. What do you two have to complain? Yeah, about? well, that, well, that's like odd. Oh, well, we, I thought we were going to talk about solutions. So, like, how? So, six, four is four and eight are easy to sort of so develop a fair thing. Six is a bit of a weird number. So, I was sort of doing the sort of thinking in my head, oh, this could happen, this could happen, but it is a little bit hard to fit six into the two immediate solutions I can think of is. Um, one and two get the week off, yep. so they get um, 
don't get a double chance. In fact, they just get the week off. And, and you get play a three, three v six, four v five. That's what um, that's what Nick Nick Geiser sent in. I was just messaging him on on Facebook, and he, he came up with the same. The thing. other solution is he could potentially have a one v two, like the waffle do. So that's yeah. to qualify for the grand final. And they, they have, have the week off in the middle. Yeah, was, games on going. I was thinking about that. That's actually kind of impossible. So one, if one and two play against each other, one will go through, and then you're saying the loser plays like some of the winners from the from the other games. Well, it'd become a top four. So one and two play each other. Three and four play each other. A winner of three and four plays. Oh, so you just have a top, one and just two. have a top four. So we got eighteen teams in the comp. Do sixteen. We have, sorry, sixteen. Is it two? Do we need a top eight? The beautiful thing about paywall content is I'm not um, don't have any preconceived notions to get by, and I can promise you in this episode I come off the long run. <laughs> All righty, Camo. Uh, we have got one last little thing to do here, and we thought, um, you know, obviously less games this weekend, and we didn't, couldn't get anyone on the phone, so we thought we'd do a bit of a team of the year draft to sort of wrap up the season. Yeah, so we had Stuke about his six aside last week, which he just used to give shout outs to his mates. Rather yeah, than give, yeah, declare so it afterwards. We thought we'd give this sort of segment uh, the actual thing it deserves, the shine it deserves. So. Yeah, um, little fantasy draft. We are going to pick in snake order, and I will generate the picks right now. Yep, so, so just while he does that, just to explain a little bit further. So um, this is based on not who are the best players at the club. It's based on performances this year. Um, so we're going to – we're thinking about – stick to side. We're thinking about saying you've got to pick two batters, whatever, but you can pick whoever you want. Uh, we'll be getting some stuff on the socials and, and deciding who which team would be the winner. So if you pick six bowlers, um, you're probably not going to win. So, yeah. <laughs> For the sake of evidence, I'll generate this order in front of you. So All picking right. first will be Cameron Becker. Yes, come on. Picking second will be Joshua Kempton. Oh, and okay. picking third will be Liam Hindle. That's classic. So the order is Becker, Kempton, Hindle, Hindle, Kempton, Becker. I love to see it. Um, well, we did sort of have a bit of a spitball over who the number one draft pick would be earlier in the uh, – I've got a good consolation prize Yeah, come either see way. You. So I think – I'm going to have to go Stuart Hepburn. Oh, I know. It is purely based on this year's, this year's stats. Yeah, no, that's fair. What, what numbers are you batting just so I can put on here? Uh, oh, he'll probably open considering he peeled off 120 yeah. opening in the twos in the last game of the year. <laughs> um, and with my second pick, I'm quite comfortable to have Aaron Hardy slotting in at number three <laughs> yeah. in my six or team. Controversial. Uh, his average has gone down slightly from the 113 he came into this weekend with, but obviously he bats, he bowls. Yeah. How many wickets has he taken this year, though? Uh, I'll take that on notice. Mm, Not quite the true, 40 true, that, true, that true. he has. Um, what numbers? Batting three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Cameron Bancroft, and he's going to take the gloves for me. Oh. Um, so he's going to open the batting and take the gloves. So do I get to go again? You do. You do. You you have I'm not very pick. well prepared here. Um, all right. And for my number one batting pick, um, it's hard to go past the number one scoring batsman in first grade and going with Shane Warnes. I was wondering how long he was going to stay on the board. So here's where strategy comes up. Interesting, because Cam- um, Liam, you've picked Cameron Bancroft and Shane Warnes. You've mm-hmm. gone batting heavy. Yeah, well, Bancroft has a glove for me. So I was thinking about, do I go for, obviously, because I had the, the next pick and could potentially pick the number one batsman or the number one bowler. Um, I went with batsman for me because no bowlers really stood out as much, I think. Okay. Speaking of the gloves, you've left someone on the board here for me to swoop in. And in a six-a-side team, he, this man, given on the back of his Southern Smash performance, also presents an option with the so ball. So we talked about this beforehand, the, the fact that we don't have to pick certain people for certain roles. We've got to be realistic. John didn't bowl all year, so he can't be a bowler. I'll gladly take him with the gloves. I yep. was going to say, I yeah. think John, one player of the tournament bowl and see him up. If, he, if you choose to throw him the ball one day in this six-side Yeah, comp, he'll hold his own. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, right. Well, unfortunately, I was going to pick up Johnny there with my that pick. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit left field here, knowing that I've got back to back. And I think I'm going to go for a couple of match winners and a couple of uh, key morale boosters, I think. So with my fourth pick, uh, my second pick, I don't know what pick it is, isn't it? seventh? Uh, seventh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Lincoln Joy. Ooh. Nice, 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 nice. And Obviously a variety of skills. Yeah. And, um, is he your all-rounder or is he... Well, does, we don't have to... You, sorry, matter, yeah. you you probably, again, has made 100 opening the batting in twos yep. this year, so probably opens the batting. And, um, uh, sorry, where's he batting? Uh, opens the batting. Yeah, nice. Going to go with Harry Grigson. Yeah, that's the thing, because we did look at Greaves' average on the weekend and he's averaging about 115. Yeah, no, nah, it's down to 85 after uh, he skied one. Purely on statistics. Um, he's hard to go past. He's real hard to go past, I think. In terms of pure match-winning potential, Hepburn, Joy, Grigson... Jeez, mm. you would you wouldn't go past it. Uh, Greeks and batting four or three or probably four. Yep, yeah, with that. Hmm. So I'm presented with the scenario where I have Aaron Hardy and John Sanders. Um, my thing is, there's a lot of good bowlers available, and I think we get a little bit thinner in the batting as we sort of saw with some of the scores we put on the board uh, this year. So I'm going to pick up Isaac Melentis with pick number it's nine. Good pick. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. Um, obviously, I've got two picks here. Um, I'm going to go I've got some good batters I'm going to go ham with the bowlers um, I'm going to go with Aaron McCall who will bat uh, six sorry Aaron and uh, Weha Guru Dylan who, uh, who will at this stage bat five but he, we could slide him up we'll see I was looking at those two as well that's uh... Uh, so I'm back on the board and ill prepared um, <laughs> <laughs> I need another opening batter, and I am. Who are you thinking? Talk us through what you're thinking about, because obviously, yeah, we, to get into the mind of Josh Kempton, it's not something that people get the privilege of every every week. So yeah, it is limited. Um, I like all rounders. Luke Holt presents an option. Very good mm. end to the season. Mm. Um, good end to the season. Mm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go for Ellis Cassidy, who started the season like a house on fire, which yeah. we sort of tend to underappreciate because it was so long ago. So that gives me another same bowling option, and he'll open the batting alongside Isaac. Yep. All righty. Um, I'm going for, now this, this may end up giving me a bowling attack that is a lot of all or nothing, but it'll give me some depth in the batting as well. So I'm going to go with Bevan Hargrave as my next yeah, pick. Yeah, he was unfortunate to stay on the board this time. I was considering him. Wicket taker. Yeah. And you know what? That's what you need in a six side game. Um, and then... See, I'm real tempted to just keep going with my theme that I've currently got. I've got a few picks I could do that, but I reckon they'll stay on the board. I'm going to go with Lockie Searle as my I was next pick. Considering, I, was considering uh, I think I need a genuine seam-up bowler there that's no offence to Stu, but uh, yeah, if he was the only one holding down the fort, could get tough. Who was your first pick in that section? Uh, Bevan Hargrave. Bevan. So is Bevan batting f- uh, three? Three, yes. Bevan. Bevan's Hargrave. Searle could be five or six, depending on your Searle last pick. Searle likely bringing up the rear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although he's been very Tough good. Tough bat. Averaging bat. 35, that's what yeah. I mean. So, there's someone left on the board here who... Please don't. You're going to accuse me of cheating because he hasn't really been that available for the Wilton Dragons. I literally just looked at him as well and didn't go for him. Darcy Short's on the board. Oh. Mm. So, um, Darcy, I'm looking at his performances sort of at the moment. Um, he did finish with five Becker Gamble votes, which is what I'm going off. He took um, five for 26 against Jundalup and also made 50 against Claremont through games throughout the season. So, I'm going... going um, See, I'm not going to say that because it's rude. I'm going all in on all-rounders. And Darcy Short, where's he going to bat? 
You'll bat five. You'll destroy down the order. <laughs> See, I was looking at it, but I already had a left arm Chinaman and an aggressive left arm, left hand opening bat and Lincoln <laughs> Joy. So, you know, had to had to spread it around a bit. Um, Liam, you have the two picks to yes, complete your side. I do. Um, I cannot believe this guy has gone through this stage um, unpicked, but I'm going with Spaff to open the batting. Oh, oh that's it. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's. And now I'm left with so my team makeup is Bancroft, Spaff, Warns, Blank. Guru and McCall. It's not bad. I look at like looking over the names. I know I'm glad we're going on performances this season because yeah. uh, <laughs> that yeah, it's a pretty good team. Um, or oh, I'm thinking of my last bowler. Look, I'm you are very short on pace bowlers there because with all due respect yeah, to Cam Spaff and Warnsy, they're, they're not offering a whole lot you're with not the pill. Wrong, but who apart from Taz has sort of just stood above the rest with the ball this year? They're not the names don't jump out at you. I'm thinking Matty Hanna has been very good, but we haven't seen the best of him throughout the whole season. Mm. And after just having a little uh, bit of a think, someone who has escaped my radar because I'm looking at top f- performers in the grades and not on my cricket on the on the desktop. So someone who's done well in t- uh, we well, didn't actually do that well in twos. He bowled really well, but didn't get wickets, and then went up in the ones and had a bit of success. Uh, yeah, is uh, Vidit Vashish. So he will up. take. Um, he's going to slide down to oh, number six. Sorry, sorry, Vidit. Um, so Guru and Aaron McCaw are going to slide up. So you guys can do your last picks, and then we can talk through our last um, our final sixes. I know it's based purely on this season performances. I'm delighted to have Matt Hanna slides me here. Yeah. He still has taken 20 wickets at 22 this season um, with fitness obviously an issue but that's including his Southern Smash performance as well. I'd imagine that's still a good year and he's played some important roles with the bat as well so he's far from the worst six in my team. So. And you talk about you know, fielding obviously elite uh, morale boosting yeah. huge um, you, you, you'd be very happy to have him in your team. Slots into um, my team. So this leaves me with a couple of a, a couple of tough choices because there's some boys here that are going to be the like real stiff to miss out. Yeah, I think um, looking at it here, there's there's a man that has very much been overlooked, and pretty much everyone else from his team has been inserted. <laughs> but Callan Bond, uh. welcome to the team with the last pick in the draft. Averaging a very nice, well, averaging 25 um, with a high score of 130. So <laughs> you, were, you were expecting to write uh, off I thought it was a little bit more. 45. Like 40 odd, yeah. What um, did he average with the ball? Uh, he averaged 20, I think. Uh, bad, 12 wickets bad. at 20 with the ball. 12 wickets, okay. Well, that's, that's very good in the 2020 pictures. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, you look at our bowling attack, Bevan, Lincoln, Bondi. That's a serious trio of leg spinners that mm. you'd love to so have. You're a bit light on um, on pace bowlers. Uh, well, well, you got Stewie, there, and you? you know what? I reckon Link would tell me that he'd be more than happy to roll the arm over with a seam up. Yeah, jobby. I've and, seen him bowl um, with a seam up. But. Yeah, with a couple of decent leggies there. I'll, so I'll just that. looking at this year's Becky Kempton leaderboard, a few boys stiff to miss. Um, Sean Bores obviously made a hundred in concert with our own Liam Hindle. Uh, Ollie Arkansas was some very good performances in both first grade and second grade. Made ninety five in his one crack in the twos, and Jimmy Andrews as well also did well, mm. rocketing out the grades. So those boys might be a bit stiff to miss out. I think um, it obviously shows that we, you know we could probably pick a, a four teams roughly worth of blokes, but uh, <laughs> we do that every week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we, only <have> three <laughs> we only had six, but uh, I tell you, what, I like the uh, I like the look of some of those teams. I think I've. I've maybe gone a little bit more low grades, which yeah, is probably but pretty it's, tough. It's hard standard, to when you look at the names; it's hard to gloss over. Oh, like 
Hepburn, Joy Bevan against Bancroft, Spaff, Warns, but you've got to look at performances <laughs> from this year. Obviously, um, those sort of guys that I mentioned in my team are probably somewhat maybe a higher class cricketer, but performance this year. Um, it's all the matters. Very competitive. So I'm backing my team with Melentis, Cassidy, Hardy, Sandy, Short, Hannah, two of their heels. I have to note, once again, we joke about it, but Kemo is not picked at anyone outside of the first grade squad. Well, uh, <laughs> hang on, Chas played twos a couple yeah, of times. He, no, no, out of the first grade squad. Uh, so. right. Um I think I could I could get the band to vote on the socials though. That's it. That's yeah. So we'll put this up on the socials. Who do you reckon, based on performances this year, we should be repeating why um all stars <laughs> <laughs> secure the win in the normal game? But yeah, based on performances this season, whose team do you like the best? I think like, and I yeah, I'll talk my own boys up, but I've gone with match winners. You should talk you through your teams. Yeah, like I've talked them through mine. You know, Stu and Lincoln both could peel off 150s opening the baton for you. I'd probably have a bit of a floating order. You know, if we lose lose one early, probably send Bondi out there. If we're none for 100, Grigson's padding up. Yeah, you had match like, winners through the middle, Grigson and Bond. Yeah, um, Bevan, you know, Bevan's a very good middle-order batsman and it goes a run a ball pretty much effortless, effortlessly and Surly's averaging 35 with the stick. In your side, Surly is carrying a big load with the ball. He is. Stewie has also taken 40 wickets this year, bowling seam yeah, up, okay. including a 5 for an A-grade cricket. So what is which, your batting um, order there, Cameron? I would go the shop. Hepburn Joy mm-hmm. and then Pending. So, oh, sorry, you yeah, did it's, say it's that. floating. Yeah, yep. okay. so Grigson, if we're killing it, Bondi, if we lose one early, Bev probably comes in at five, regardless. There, um, and Surly. So, if we're killing it, Bondi could bat five out of six. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk good. your way through Fair. your team, Liam. So, I have some thoughts. Um, yeah, so I've just gone for just wherever I was, just best available. So Bancroft obviously is his average is, is second to none. Spaff, same thing as as well. Warnsey. Scoring a lot of runs this year has just sort of knocked him up um, across the formats as well. Guru probably didn't have as good a season as he did last year, but he's probably still our number one, um, our top spinners across the club in terms of performances this year. Aaron McCall surprised me a bit because he's, he's taken a lot of twofers and threefers. Um, so I, I was a little bit surprised to see him. Obviously, he's such a good player, but um, so high in the fours tally. And then Vidit um, coming through as just a solid performer all year. What, what are your thoughts, Kemo? We love Guru. We love Guru. We know he can bat. Yep. Based on performances Long this season, tail. you are thin yeah. with him at four. That's probably not a bad call. Yes, I didn't even think of that. But the the way Bancroft, Spaff and, and Warns have batted this year, I'm hoping they do most of business. And they're guys that they don't, have ba- they don't really have bad days. They're going to perform very well most weeks. But if we do get um, Lockie Searle, who, who sl- slides through, a uh, couple through um, the batsman defences, we could be in a bit of trouble. We'll get this up on the socials. Who do you reckon? We'll get the chocolates. Yep. Sorry, Kemo, you did, did you talk through your team? Yep. I'm, <laughs> I'm, giving, I got, I'm giving myself. No, nah, I, oh, I so am I. Yeah. I've got it. Well, you know what? That's a good sign. <laughs> uh, if you drafted and then went, I'm not winning, that's a bad, bad sign. Yeah. Uh, we'll get that up on the socials at some stage. And let us know your thoughts as well. Get on the, uh, get on the a couple of times I've posted things like the, the questions and just no one responds. <laughs> but there's been, a couple of, miss. <laughs> there's been a couple of that people have responded really well, which has been great. So, um, yeah, get on the socials, have a bit of banter, um, and, yeah, enjoy it. Well, Kemo, that's uh, pretty much all we got for today. Um, hopefully, we can come back with some more positive news next week and and not uh, be a real dreary episode. We can. Another rollicking episode of the Dragon's Lair. Um, let's hope it's another rollicking weekend of cricket. Obviously, some news has come through, unfortunately, that spectators won't be permitted this yeah. weekend's round of games. Yeah. But that, we'll, um, yeah. so we'll all be supporting the boys through digital forms thank and Frogbox and such. <laughs> thank God for Frogbox, eh? <laughs> it's uh, going to be an absolute life Boys, this I want there to be three more podcast episodes. One after next week, after the semi-final. 
uh, one post grand final and then one in the change rooms after winning a flag with whatever <laughs> team, um, having a few uh, red cordials. With our and, uh, special guest, the physical, actual first grade flag, and we'll interview you. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Alrighty, well, thank you very much for joining us once again, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Go Drags. See you Wednesday.